Welcome to Sharing the Word. I'm your host, Dr. Driver. I want to talk today on the greatest commandment. And I want you to think about the words, really meditate on the words when you hear them, what I'm about to say. You see, God in his nature is love. So say that for a second. God is love. God is love. And we cannot break up his nature. We cannot add to his nature. We cannot truly explain his nature because he's God. I mean, our brains are just finite and it doesn't have the capacity to really absorb, comprehend, decipher, understand the complexity of the nature of God. It, it is, he is God, he's holy. So I want you to really think the word love God is love. But to understand that God is love, you have to get away from the human definition of love. To understand God is love, you have to receive his love. To understand that God is love, you need to learn what love really is. We misuse that word so often. We walk around and say, love ya. What's love ya? Or love you. But we don't make it intimate. We don't make it personal. We don't put it in the first person. We don't say, I love you. Do you love God? Do you love your fellow man? Do you love your neighbor as yourself? I'm going to show you and explain to you. Let me just say that again. I'm going to explain to you. You cannot really love God if you don't love your neighbor who is your fellow man as yourself. Now, let me break that down in a minute or two. But let me go on and explain again. God is love. His nature is love. When we are born of God, listen to me, when we are born of God, we take on his nature, which is love. His seed is in us, and we are now in him. So you can't love humanity. You cannot love your fellow man, if you don't have the seed of God in you, the love of God in you, Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, if the Holy Spirit is not in you, you cannot love the way God expects you to love. We understand love only from a secular definition, mindset, or expression. 
We say love because we feel something emotionally when we say the word. But love is powerful. Love is the greatest, most powerful force in the world. Love is truly the powerful, most powerful force in the world, in the universe. Because why? God is love. I've learned that when people tell me they love me, and I hear the words come out of their mouth, like somehow that is a venerating uh, expression above the word like, or I care about you. To say I love you must put me in pause mode to re re realize that, that what they just said is something so serious, I have to take uh, note of it. I have to now go, wow, they love me. But do they love me? They said it. But how do they say it? Love you? Because we don't know how to say, I love you? If you love someone, don't you want them to know that you, in first person, truly love them? Now, my friends, I don't, I don't look at my wife and go, love you, honey. No, I go, honey, I love you. I love you. Why is it when we can get with our spouse or our child or uh, someone that's really close, you can put it in first person like, I, I love you. Sometimes it makes people uncomfortable when you say, I love you. But somehow socially we can say, love you, and everybody can go, wow. Love you? Don't make it a, uh, an axiom of expression by saying, love you? That's a I word. No. Tell me, do you really love me? Do you really love me? Don't say the words, love you. Tell me you love me. By your expression, not by the, the words that just came out of your mouth. Let me explain it this way. Since God is love, and I know you know God is love, God didn't just say the word, I love you. He didn't say to you, Susan, I love you. He didn't just say, John, I love you. He could say that. But God demonstrated his love. So love is only complete in its cycle, listen to me, is only complete in its cycle when it is expressed with action. The words really don't mean anything unless there's some action that is part of the equation. It's uh, accompanied by the words. I love you is accompanied by an action. I say I love you, accompanied with action. I love you. It's accompanied with action. It's partnered. I really don't like hearing people say, love you. Okay, it's just words. Because see, even with God, he loves us so much that he proved it with action. 
You may not have heard God say, I love you. You may not have, uh, say, had other people come and be messengers and say, God loves you for you to receive it. No, no. God said he loves you with words greater than what we can express verbally, but he's demonstrated it with action that cannot be denied. It cannot be It cannot be questioned that God truly loves you. God showed the world. We know some of these scripture verses. I'll say a couple of them for you. For God so loved the world that he gave an action, his only begotten son. You know John 3.16. So, he gave. So do you believe that God loves you? Do you need to hear him say, I love you, Susan? I love you, John? No. You believe now God loves you. He loves you. I want you to say, God loves me. Say it to yourself. Say it in your car. Say it in your living room. Say, say it wherever you're at. God loves me. How do you know? Did you just hear him say, I love you? Yes, you did through his actions. Listen again through his actions. John 3:16 God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So do you believe that God loves you? Then you would understand the action that he just demonstrated by sending his only begotten son. Romans 5:8 says God demonstrated his love toward us that while we were still sinners Christ died for our sins. So when you take John 3.16 and Romans 5.8 and you look at the power of love, it is always expressed and received if you believe that person loves you, not by the words that was spoken, but by their actions. Most people think they could say the words, I love you, but their actions are contrary to the very words that are hallmarked for everyone to want to hear and receive. You can't say you love somebody if your actions don't support it. God loved us so much that he sent his only begotten son. So he proved his nature. He proved that his love was true. He proved it it was genuine. Why? Not because he spoke it, because he demonstrated it by action. You have to get to the point where you got to stop saying the words, love you, or I love you, if your actions do not support those words. If you say the words, I'm hungry, you usually go get something to eat. Actions. Your words mean nothing by saying I'm hungry if it's not supported with actions. If you say, I am tired, you usually go and take a nap or go to sleep. So when you say, I love you, you must support it with actions or no one's going to believe you or nor will they accept your words because it lacks expression with action. 
I have read, I have seen many books and movies that talk about love or show love. And I am here to say, as a critic of those books and those movies, that the only way they can get that product to be accepted, received, is because they're giving uh, human definitions, secular definitions and expressions of love. And the love that I see in some of these love stories or movies are so temporal that there has, there's nothing that is constant about it because it's all conditional. The books you read on love, the movies you see on love, it's all conditional. Quid pro quo, this for that. It's always something that has to have some kind of condition placed on the words for someone to say, I love you, but you must love me first. I love you if you do this for me. I love you because you're so attractive. I love you because you, you gave me something. Okay, we're, we're close to the spiritual aspect of what love is, but we're doing it in the flesh and we're trying to understand it, synthesize it, to express it in human terms. Love, and if we have to go through 1 Corinthians 13, we can go through 1 Corinthians 13 and break down what love is. But I want to stick to these verses right now because I am really, really tired of seeing people use the word love ya or I love ya, call me, anything you need, I love you, but they don't mean it. They don't mean it. And I always say, don't tell me you love me if your actions don't support it, no matter who you are. But God's love, though, is supported by what he did by sending his only begotten son. There's no equivocation. I know he loves me. I'm not going to doubt it. I believe it. Because why? God demonstrated it. He didn't have to do that. He didn't have to send his son and say, die for the world so that they could be reconciled and come to me. Die for their sins. But I want you, son, to go down there and show them what love is. Show them what love is. So God not only sent Jesus to die for our sins, but God in Jesus, God in the flesh, is demonstrating love with actions to heal the sick, to feed the hungry, to raise people from the dead. That was love. That's true love. You can't question something like that. So when you are around people that say, love you, love you, love you, or they're following you on your social media accounts of TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you guys are at. And they may say, you watch the words, an emoji that has a heart, a smile, or they say, love ya, versus I love you. Separate the two expressions verbally and find out if the words spoken match up with the actions. If you are accepting people who keep saying, love ya, but the actions don't support it, 
I don't think those people need to be in your life. I want people to love me like Jesus loved the Samaritan or the woman at the well or Mary Magdalene. That's some love, people. That's action. Stop saying you love when you don't even accept. You don't accept Jesus' love of expression. Don't say you love if you're a Christian if you don't believe God loves you. He proved it enough. Read again Romans 5.8, John 3.16. But don't say you believe you're a believer if you don't even believe God loves you because of the things you're going through, because of the trials you've been through, because of this person betrayed you. So you question if God loves you. If you're questioning God loves you, read Romans 5.8 and John 3.16. There is no questions in my mind, my heart, my soul, that God loves me. I have accepted he loves me, but it's up to me to return the same love back to him. Wow. And the only way I can do that is believe that he loves me. I have to believe that that person loves me. I have to believe that it's genuine. Don't tell me you love me. Don't say I love you. I love you. Then prove it. Give me some actions that would submit your words that are true. And then I can return love back. That's called the cycle of love. The feedback of love. Love, love, love. Here's what I want you to know. The world is full of hate. Everybody's hating. Everybody's verbalizing hate. And get this, while they verbalize hate, the actions come with it. If they hate you, they'll lie about you. If they hate you, they'll spit in your face. If they hate you, they'll destroy your property. If they hate you, they'll throw you in front of a bus. You see where I'm going with this? So you can express hate very easily because you said you hate. You say you don't like a person, your actions will support your verbal outburst of, I, I don't like that person. I just can't stand them. I hate that person. That's a verbal outburst. Outburst. If you got a verbal outburst, I hate a person, your emotions, your expressions will come out to support, yep, you really hate that person. But say you love somebody, I love a person, your actions got to support that outburst. I love you. Then express it. You don't have somebody go, hate ya, hate ya. No, they say I, they personalize it. They take ownership of it. They say, I hate you. I don't like you. I, they don't say don't like you. No, they say I don't like you. I hate you. I don't want nothing to do with you. I can't stand you. Wow. And we go, hmm, and the actions support it. So when somebody says they don't like you, they walk away from you. They talk bad about you. Actions support it. So if we're going to now personalize in the human terminology of I, first person, I don't like you, I don't love you, I, I hate you, the actions support it. Now flip the coin over, do the contrast. I love you. Now let the actions support that. Let your actions be truly apparent to everyone and love someone else 
has to show something that the average person doesn't see. Maybe you say, I love you because somebody who wronged you, you tell them, I love you and I forgive you. Why? Because God does that. Jesus did that. See, the cycle of love can only be complete if you truly believe God loves you and now you love him. But you got to believe that God loves you. He demonstrated it according to Romans 5, 8. And you're a sinner. But Christ died for your sins. Praise the Lord. But if you're walking with God and you believe that God loves you, you know you can confess your sins to God because he's faithful to forgive you of your sins. Just look at 1 John 1, verses 7 through 9. So, my friends, we got to walk in love. But you got to accept God's love first before you can walk in it. You cannot walk in love if you doubt God loves you. You can't walk in love, listen to me, if you don't love your fellow man. But you can't love your fellow man and love God if you don't even love yourself. You got to love yourself because the Bible tells us to love God and then love your neighbor. I want to continue this message in our next episode, but I want you to think this before we go. I want you to think about this before we go, before I go. Do you really love God? Listen to me. If you really, really, really love God, then Jesus Christ will be Lord of your life. If you really love God, then you will accept his love for you, towards you. He died. He sent his son. He died for you. Believe that God sent Jesus to die for your sins so you can have a relationship with God. If you can accept that offering if you can accept that gift, just like when the wife receives flowers from her husband and he says, I love you, happy anniversary, and he gives her a bouquet of roses. Because of that gift and the words that came with it, that expression, she believes it. She believes it. God gave his son has a bouquet of love expression. We just have to receive it and believe that his expression towards us was so true, because God is true, that we receive that bouquet of love of Christ. And now we want to show our appreciation by loving God back. Just like the wife who receives those flowers, that bouquet of roses, jumps into the arms, kisses her husband and says, I love you too. Love God, my friends, and accept that he loves you. Believe that he loves you. If you believe, if you believe God loves you, if you really believe it, you will look at the world differently. Most people don't believe God really loves them. Yeah, 
Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins. No, no. God, the Father in heaven, sent Jesus as a gift to the world. His act. God's act of love to us. God's act of love. The Father of heaven sent his Son as a gift to the world for us. All we have to do is receive it. The husband goes out and buys these beautiful flowers, spends a lot of money, and he knows she loves these flowers. All she has to do is receive it when he says, happy anniversary, or hey, hey I just want to tell you I love you. Here you go. Imagine, imagine if she rejected that. What that would do to that man. It would destroy him inside. What makes it complete in that act of love is that she received it. She believed what he did proves he loves her. So she expresses her love back by hugging, kissing, and saying, thank you, I love you. Do the same thing for God, my friends. Receive the bouquet of God's love through Jesus Christ and tell God you love him. And show your appreciation for that gift of his only begotten son. We're not done yet, my friends. Join me again next week as we learn how to complete the cycle of love that God gave his only son. Thanks for listening to Sharing the Word. Join me again as we discuss Bible topics that will help you live a victorious life through Jesus Christ.